0: Welcome guys. Good morning. My name is Matt Mason. I'm the VP of Marketing from BitTorrent. There's been a slight change to the scheduled program. We were supposed to have young Guru joining us this morning for a conversation with Bram Cohen, our founder here. Fortunately, due to a family emergency, Guru has had to stay in New York and won't be here today. That's the bad news. The good news is instead we're going to be demoing Three brand new things from BitTorrent that some of them are world exclusives that have never seen the light of day before. You're the first people in the world to see these new products. We're going to be talking broadly about BitTorrent's BitTorrent's kind of renewed mission to create a sustainable future for content for all. And sort of how we arrived at that, what we've been doing in the last few years and what we're building next to really to really kind of realize this mission and and help artists and creators get the most out of the internet. So just for those of you who don't know what BitTorrent is, I mean obviously it's one of the most controversial and most misunderstood brands and technologies in the world. It is broadly a technology that is used for moving large files. So when when Bram here invented BitTorrent, it was as a replacement for the HTTP protocol. So BitTorrent is designed for moving rich media files rather than text. And today, if you look at all of the internet traffic in the world, as you can see here, BitTorrent's already moving more traffic than HTTP. So it did what it set out to do. It it moves large media files, and it does it really, really well. The problem that BitTorrent's obviously had for the last 10 years is because this protocol is open source, lots of people have been using it to move all kinds of things outside of the control of the company or brand. And so BitTorrent's become sort of synonymous with with file sharing just like the MP3 was once synonymous with piracy or, or VHS was or filmmaking technology or the record player. It's a new disruptive technology that is for moving large files and it's here to empower creators and we believe that the next 10 years are about that. If you look at all of the developments happening in the technology industry from things like 4K TVs to the fact that we've all got HD video cameras in our pockets we need to move large files. The the web is not going to be about hypertext for, for much longer. The next ten years is about moving giant, giant pieces of information. And this is the next ten years we believe is when BitTorrent's gonna really come into its own. So if you look at some of the largest brands on the internet today, from Facebook to Twitter to Wikipedia, anybody that needs to push large file updates to lots of people at once is already using BitTorrent to do this. And we think this is the canary in the coal mine for for what all of our personal technologies will be doing in the next 10 years. And and we're building many, many things to that end to help everybody in the world move their content faster and better. But what we really want to focus on today is what we're doing specifically for content creators and musicians. So as well as being a technology, BitTorrent is now this people-powered network of over 170 million people. In a sense, it's the world's largest supercomputer. It's the world's largest cloud The way it works is that the more people sharing a piece of information, the faster it is to access that piece of information. With BitTorrent, there are no servers. The audience is the server farm. And at this point, we are the largest server farm in the world in in that respect. So who are these people? So broadly, they're 16 to 24 year olds is kind of most of our audience. We skew very heavily male uh, in most parts of the world. But we think this is some of the most engaged fans that you will find on the internet. So these figures at the bottom here are from the the IFPI. So this is from a study they did on on BitTorrent users. And what they found is in almost every case, someone who's using BitTorrent is much more likely than your average web user to go and buy something or, or to go and engage with an artist in a meaningful way that actually turns into real money for that artist at some point. There's been a lot of studies that have come out, different universities. The IFPI is obviously a really, really credible one in the music industry. But this is something that we we really wanted to test. And so, about two years ago, we started we started a program called the BitTorrent Bundle program. And what a BitTorrent Bundle is, the big idea is a BitTorrent Bundle is a torrent file that we create directly. We as BitTorrent Incorporated have worked with an artist directly to create a piece of mixed media that we can put in front of our users. And the reason that we did this is we wanted to see if the IFPI's figures were true, if this hypothesis that BitTorrent users are actually people who will spend money on content was really something that was real, and if there was anything we could do about it. So what we did is we started offering BitTorrent bundles of content to users when they were installing the BitTorrent software clients that we, that we offer. So we own two software clients, BitTorrent and uTorrent, which makes up about 80% of all the world's BitTorrent clients even though it's open source, we, we have most of the users because people trust our brand. And we, we get yeah six hundred to 800,000 people a day actually downloading downloading these browsers from us. So what we did is when, when you, in that download process, we said, would you like to check out some content from this artist? And we'd offer people content, we do offer people content from people that we're working with. Um, and we started to see some really, really amazing things happen. I want to talk about a few of those, especially as they relate to music. So, one of the most sort of biggest early successes we had was this time last year, we worked on a project with a DJ called Pretty Lights, EDM DJ. Had a pretty good following, has a pretty good following, very well, very well liked, but w- wasn't kind of huge yet and wanted to, uh, wanted to do something that would introduce his music and his work to a whole new fan base. So the thing about Pretty Lights, I'm sure a lot of you know this about him, having seen him live. It's all about the performance. It's all about the show. And what's great about a BitTorrent bundle as a file format is it's kind of the last word in media formats because there's no limit with BitTorrent because everything is people-powered. You can you can create a file of any size, and the more people sharing it, the faster it gets to share it. So you could put a giant HD or 4K movie into a file with 500 lossless MP3s and hundreds of giant PDFs And you could ship all of that to an audience of 170 million people for a cost of zero. So for an industry whose one of their biggest problems is distribution, we think we can really, really help. With Pretty Lights, what we worked on with him was a bundle that included three EPs and a live set from Coachella. The reason we wanted to include the live set was to introduce who he was as an artist to an audience who might not get the whole thing if they just heard his music. So being able to deliver a mixed media bundle was really, really important. We put the bundle out this time sort of last January 2012 and over the holiday season as well. And and what we saw was some really quite stunning results. So he got a 700% increase in traffic to his site. He collected over 100,000 email addresses, which if any of you are artists who depend on sort of having a long-term relationship with your fans, an email address is more valuable by some people's measurements than than a single sale at this point. 15 million people to date have downloaded this bundle. And what we thought was really awesome about this was over this time period, this was the most downloaded piece of content on the Pirate Bay's website. So that's not something we can control. That's a website where they use torrent files and people are looking for content because so many people were sharing the Pretty Lights bundle that that we offered the world this bundle was beating every single pirated Hollywood movie numbers two to nine on that list over the holiday season when people are really out there looking for content. So the number one thing on the pirate Bay was from an artist legally distributing their own content and, and actually earning money and creating value from that. We, this, this was amazing for us to see. Um, And pretty lights went on to sell Red Rocks, sell out Red Rocks twice last year. A lot of those ticket sales came from these, uh, these emails and, and this email this collection of fans that he, he got from BitTorrent uh, is something that he's going to earn money from for the rest of his life. So it was a really, really positive campaign. And after that, we we got more artists asking to work with us. And some of the more interesting things we did last year included an experiment with Counting Crows. Um, Adam D- Adam Duritz, a frontman, wanted to do something really, really special. So we created exclusive liner notes and offered a, a five-track sampler from their new their new album, Underwater Sunshine. Um, again, we saw amazing results. And this is a, a band that was r- really struggling to get awareness um, and, and wanted to kind of amp up everything they were doing on this particular this particular album. We saw some really, really good metrics. Here we were really pushing for engagement. Um, I think the craziest result here was the, the average amount of time spent on the band's BitTorrent page. Two minutes and 35 seconds was the average time we saw spa- fans there which is kind of crazy when people spend an average of four seconds on on a web page typically 27 p- million people downloaded this bundle it helped push people to itunes it helped push uh the ticket sales for the tour it was a really really successful uh a really really successful experiment the the last thing i'm going to talk about today in terms of artist experiments we did was something that we did with dj shadow uh, shortly after we worked with counting crows so with this one we wanted to really test Can we monetize these things somehow, uh, even at this kind of early stage? We're we're very much thinking about these as as experiments, not products in 2012. Um, But with DJ Shadow, we wanted to try something different. So we partnered with RealPlayer. RealPlayer, one of the ways that they bring in users is by offering people trials of their software. And they'll pay people to do that. So if you're installing something and it says, hey, would you like to try RealPlayer? The the, the software you're installing will be getting paid by RealPlayer for that. Um, So we did a deal with RealPlayer where they would offer people RealPlayer software when they were downloading the DJ Shadow bundle. And we actually put this offer inside the bundle itself. What that meant was if you found this bundle on the Pirate Bay or ISO Hunt and you downloaded it with a Torrent client that we didn't own, whether it was Transmission or Vooz or Deluge, you would still see that offer, and DJ Shadow would still have a chance to earn money from people opting to to download Real Player. So it was kind of it was a, a kind of uh, we weren't really really happy with this experiment, and all of these things were experiments. We built this thing in about two weeks, and we didn't feel like the interaction was strong enough to give to all 170 million of our users. So we just did test cases with it. We did sort of five, ten percent of New Zealand and Australia over a period of four weeks. Um, But what we saw was was really, really amazing. So wherever we offered this bundle, um, 21.5% of people who saw the offer opted to click, yeah, I'll install that because I understand it's helping the artist. We also did a lot of user testing and focus groups internally. When people felt like they were helping the artist by doing this interaction, they were willing to click on this at a rate which, just to give you some context, the average banner ad on the internet will convert at something like 0.1%. So 21.5% was a a really, really serious number. And we did the experiment with a um, a meaningful enough number of people that we felt like this really, really mattered. Um, And I think this was actually a real turning point for us as a company. So one of the things that people don't know about BitTorrent is BitTorrent, the company, is probably more scared of the content industries than the content industries are scared of BitTorrent. Uh, BitTorrent is very much a technology company. We've never been sued. We've never had a lawsuit brought against us simply because we don't point to pirated content, we don't host it, we don't want anything to do with that ecosystem. We make a very simple download manager. We've never looked at doing search, we've never looked at doing anything that would point people to stuff that we don't want to point them to. Um, but seeing this was, was a turning point because the entire company, the board, the exec team, everybody at BitTorrent started to feel like, well wait, there's something here we can build. We're seeing, We're seeing users of BitTorrent Rewarding artists time and again and just to sort of go over some of the other things we did last year I mean overall we did hundred and fifty two million bundles last year in terms of serving things to users on Average for all of those bundles. We saw a 15% conversion to artist site 12% to the artist store 30% to email subscription and 21% on direct artist revenue offers we moved over 85 petabytes of content overall And we've now got over 2 million pieces of licensed content in the ecosystem, which is pretty good when you stack it up to 68,000 pieces of content on Netflix or 40,000 on Hulu Plus. We really have a meaningful amount of good content in BitTorrent now. So what we're going to talk about today is, well, what did we learn from this and what are we doing in 2013 and 2014 to, to, to act on this? So what we learned definitively, whether we were serving people movies or books or music was that BitTorrent users are fans who will spend money on content. That is absolutely something that we now know to be definitively true, whatever that piece of content is. These are very, very highly engaged people who are, they're not on the web, they're on BitTorrent, they're in a mindset, they're in a place where they're, they're, they're looking for and consuming content. If we offer them stuff, they're likely to check it out. If they like it, they're, they're very likely to go and reward the artist in some way. The second thing is that people want to see more good content in BitTorrent. Our users they they tell us about all the things they hate all of the time. They they hate ads, they hate this, they hate that. Why can't uTorrent be like it was 5 years ago? Like we hear this all day every day. When we offer people good content, they're like, "Okay, cool." And that's not something that 16 to 24 year old like teenage boys say a lot. They they're usually quite mad at us. So it was been a big surprise to us. People want to see artists in BitTorrent. They really like it when when artists are there offering something in a way that they feel makes sense to them, and they will reward them for it. And the third thing is that artists can create really strong connections with fans here. If you if you were to look at Pretty Lights' Facebook page after we we did this bundle with him, or or talk to Adam Durowitz about um, the the live interview he did with BitTorrent users on our social channels on the day that he launched this bundle. They really brought in in fans that were were really passionate about them and really interested in what they were doing and why they were doing something on BitTorrent. There's a connection here that hasn't happened, and it's really interesting. I mean, the music industry has always been the best industry in the world at understanding youth culture and figuring out how to commercialize and monetize it. And BitTorrent is this one part of youth culture that just nobody's really figured out yet. So... When we look at we look at this place as a possibility for creating stronger connections, the things we're going to be showing you today are broadly ways to create such connections. So what are we doing about it? Well, three things broadly this year. We're making good content more discoverable in BitTorrent. We're creating new ways for creators to publish using BitTorrent. And we're going to create new options for artists to monetize within the BitTorrent ecosystem. So the first thing I want to show you um, is, is to do with discovery. It's a product that we released um, uh, a few months ago in alpha. It's in the Chrome Store. It's called BitTorrent Surf. Uh, very simply, it's a it's a Chrome plugin that lets you um, download directly from inside Chrome. But we're making some changes to it um, to make discovery of uh, good content uh, content within our ecosystem possible. So I'm going to hand over to Dave Hilburn, the product manager on Surf, and he's going to tell you a little bit more about how this works. Okay, please excuse it as we uh, jack in. So until, until yesterday, we thought this would be a conversation with Bram and Young Guru. What you're seeing right now are three product demonstrations that we literally have never, ever rehearsed. <laughs> so please excuse us for any, uh, any ghetto uh, presentation things happening. All right, so Dave, tell us what we're looking at.
1: What we're looking at here
0: is Surf as
1: a Chrome plugin. It exists in the upper right-hand corner. Um, it is a, even though we said we weren't doing search, uh, yeah, we do search. What we're primarily trying to do is direct users towards the content that we have. Well, um, so
0: wait, this is an important point. So we don't really, we've never really done search in our clients, like no. people, and people don't search in bits or on, they go and search no. on Google or, or on Bing. With Surf, the decision to create this, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was, we should be doing search if we want to help good content get discovered, right? Correct. And initially, we
1: we were only toying with the Discovery Engine without directing users towards our content, just to test the waters and to see how it works. And uh, literally, this this last piece was built a week ago. So I'm doing a search here for Death Grips, and we are actually displaying Death Grips at the top. We can also see... They exist on Pirate Bay, more of the Pirate Bay.
0: But just to be clear, the, the one we're seeing at the top is is a collaboration that we worked on with Sony Epic back Correct. in April. This was this is our collaboration with Death Grips that was downloaded 34 million times. Correct. Right.
1: And the rest of the content that's displayed in Surf is generally not clickable. You can go to the hosting websites if you click on their favicons, but for the for the content bundles themselves, we're making the entire row live in order to drive users towards those pages. And, and this is
0: live, we've got, we've got how many, sort of, is it 50,000 people?
1: We currently have 72,000 people that have installed it, and we have uh, daily active users hovering around 12K.
0: Okay, cool. And this is a new feature, and we, we, when should we expect to see the prioritization of feature content pushed out?
1: The uh the beta is pushed in April first, but we're actually trying to get out the BitTorrent bundle as uh, featured content two weeks, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So so what this what this means, if it if it's not clear to anybody, is anything that's published in collaboration with BitTorrent Incorporated is gonna show up in a search result above anything from any other website. And you, the the favicons you're seeing on the side here, so obviously that's the BitTorrent logo up there. Uh, below that is the Internet Archive logo. Um, so the Internet Archive is someone else that we partnered with. It's one of the largest digital repositories of content in the world. It's uh, and it's all public domain. So we know that this is this is all great content and it's it's legal and it's licensed and it's been put there with the blessing of the content creators who, who put it there, or it's or it's come out of copyright and it's public domain. So Internet Archive content is something we're pushing as well. Just below just below, but BitTorrent content.
1: Um, and one, else, one other thing that we can notice here is that uh, Tim Ferriss' 4-Hour Chef is actually being um, distributed on another pirated network, um, but it is our content. So it, as it gets distributed, other uh, content aggregators mm-hmm. do
0: uh, continue to distribute it. So when, when someone else is distributing good content from Tim Ferriss, Tim Ferriss is, is able to leverage and, and monetize that content, is that? Uh, correct. Right so so this really instead of going against the grain of the whole torrent ecosystem or trying to stop people using it the way that they've been using it for 10 years what we're trying to do is inject good to- content into that system and see if we can actually convert people so i mean just to sort of talk about tim ferris quickly tim ferris's last book the four hour chef was banned by barnes and noble um he, he literally didn't have a physical distribution channel For his book, it was available from Amazon, but because he'd done a publishing deal directly with Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble didn't want to work with Tim. So Tim called us a week before his book was about to be released and said, I really want to do on these bits or unbundle things with you guys. They look really interesting. I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I don't think I'm going to get on the New York Times bestseller list unless I do something really drastic to get this in front of a lot of people. So in the in the first week that we showed this to people, um, I think it was downloaded 210,000 times. Uh, there was a link to Tim's Amazon Amazon page inside the BitTorrent bundle itself. So wherever it was shared, whether it was on the Pirate Bay or ISOHunt, or people found it from our website, or they found it in something something like Surf, uh, they, they would have an opportunity to be funneled in to actually buy a copy of the book. So of those 210,000 people that downloaded this, this bundle, 89,000 of them visited uh, Tim's Amazon page. We don't know how many of them bought the book. What we do know is that week that his book released, he hit the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today bestseller list. and Tim's now actively involved in doing uh, a, n- a number of things with us and a number of new projects. So it was really, really positive, and I, and I guess kind of really changing the the torrent ecosystem into something where you see these kind of interactions happen. It's really what Surf's about.
1: Yeah, and we've got some exciting things um, down the road as well. Right now, if you uh, you have to know who you're looking for in order to find them. But uh, very soon, we'll actually be able to direct users through a genre-based search towards our content. All right, awesome. Thanks, Dave.
0: We're going to stop and do a couple of questions on Surf or feature content, if there are any. Uh, you just click on the arrow that says Download. So it'll also show you results from Google or Bing or Yahoo or who any search engine or yeah. any torrent site that, that you, you, you choose to interact with. And you can turn different sites on and off. We'll, we'll have BitTorrent feature content turned on as default, but you can still go and use Google. You can still use anything. So you'll still find stuff, but we're, we're trying to change the environment so that we're prioritizing stuff that we know is licensed and legitimate.
1: No, 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 that's not correct. You can down- You can download anything that's delivered through the search engine. The primary difference between what we deliver for a search through any other site or for uh, our bundled content is that the entire row of our bundled content is clickable so that it's easier to drive users towards those landing pages. It's actually there's... Uh, there's two things that are installed. The, ex- the extension itself is separate from the torrent client. So if you do close the extension, the torrent client will run in the background. Uh, correct. Um, you can also, uh, in the beta, you'll be able to uh, use Surf as a remote to whatever other client you have installed, preferably BitTorrent or uTorrent. Um, if you don't have either of those clients, you can still use Surf um, but not associate your torrents to surf so you can use it as a search engine and when you click the download button it'll just download to whatever your client is yeah it works with magnet links
0: okay so one other day yeah.
1: <laughs> at the moment we don't have an open API for uh, the the search component itself however search I- or surf is leveraging torque which does have an API available uh, well, because it's only a month old, but...
0: Yeah. Right, I mean, th- this is, yeah, so it's a really good question. So we we, we are trying to, the first thing we, we looked at is, okay, well, this clearly works when we do this with an artist working one-to-one. How do we scale that? The biggest problem is discovery. We wanted to start there. So now it's just discovering the stuff we've already done. Um, what we're looking at this year is, well, okay, how do we open up so you can actually publish a bit bundle yourself so that these things just start showing up? I mean... Honestly, the biggest problem we have at BitTorrent today with content and with artists isn't that people think BitTorrent equals piracy. It's that we get too many inbound emails from artists wanting to work with us that we can't actually respond to everybody. So we we know this is a real thing. I mean, there's clearly a user base out here. We know... Yeah, I mean, this this is what we're trying to scale to. Doing this in an ecosystem where 170 million people are moving exabytes of content a month is obviously a, a massive engineering challenge. So it, it's, it's small steps like surf and some of the other things you're going to see a, as we kind of start to affect change in this ecosystem. But we're getting there. That, that's, that's where we're trying to go. Um, so two things. we the pretty light people, but, uh, pretty Yeah, sure thing. So um, to, to take the first question, so the, the way that we introduce people to the content today has been, it, it's a way that we can't really scale very well. So in our install path, Like I said, every day you have 600 to 800,000 people downloading either uTorrent or BitTorrent. And in that process, we'll say, hey, would you like to check out a piece of content from Tim Ferriss or Pretty Lights or whoever it is that we're working with that, that particular week. We obviously can't scale that. We can't do that for everybody in the world. That's the bad news. The good news is one of the other things that we built last year was an advertising network that works across the BitTorrent ecosystem. So we are currently tracking between five and 10 billion impressions a month through that advertising network, uh, which is converting at a much higher rate than the the install path, so we can start to we're starting to experiment with putting featured content uh, in there, and so that's a place that people can find it too. But ultimately, it's going to be things like Surf, it's going to be discovery, it's going to be Ward Gardens of featured content that are clickable in the client um, on the twenty consumer electronics companies that are building BitTorrent products into their TVs and set top boxes. It's going to be on the ten the ten million um, downloads that we've had of our mobile products. There's places that we can surface good content at a much much higher rate than than eight hundred thousand people a day seeing it. Um, and and when we experimented with these things uh, in the small ways we have already, we do see these conversion rates hold. We do see users um, really engaged, uh, which I guess takes me to your second point on on how are we how are we messaging this stuff and what works and. It's a really good question. I think a lot of people who've experimented with doing different, different um, interactions on, on the internet have seen this, that when you, if, if an audience feels like they're being spoken to directly from an artist, they're much more likely to engage with that artist and they'll reward them at higher levels. There's been a number of, a number of studies on this, both sort of inside and outside the realm of BitTorrent. Um, it, it's really about saying, yes, I'm the artist, I'm here. Fans want an authentic connection with an artist, even if it's one that they've just discovered. If they feel like they're really interacting with something that's handmade, that's something that's come directly from the person who made it, they're more likely to to spend time looking at it. So, our hope is once we once we build all this great technology, our next job is going to be we well, figuring out well, how do we help artists do things like this. How do we get the message out there that you should you should be sort of authentic in the way you communicate. And we'll be publishing case studies and, and just evangelizing about all the good things that work within BitTorrent. But yeah, it's a great point. Okay, so moving on, the second thing that we really wanted to do was look at new ways for people to publish using BitTorrent. So we're going to look at two new products that we've got today that allow publishing of of two different kinds. So the first thing is a new product that we, uh, we revealed as a new BitTorrent product on Friday, uh, Friday just gone, called SoShare. So what SoShare is is broadly a way to do personal media sharing using BitTorrent as uh, the, the driver on the back end. So there's lots of great personal media sharing products out there. A lot of them have limits on storage or the size of the file you can send. And after a while, you have to start paying to use them. If the audience is the server farm, there's no server farm that you have to pay for. And this is kind of the big idea behind SoShare. Um, it's a, it's a new product out in beta. It's something we're still we're still working on. But I'm going to hand over to the product manager Catherine Meek, who's going to talk to us about how this works and, and why it's cool for artists.
2: So, um, like Matt said, we just launched this beta on Friday, so we're excited to have uh, about 16,000 from the creative community join us over the weekend. Um, and right now, we're really focused on helping the creative community move these large files. Um, we're we're looking at something that has Uh, you know, no limits, that should be really easy to do and um, should really focus on the media that you're sharing. Uh, If you want to use the system, it's really easy. Just username, uh, password, that's it, and it gets you started. But what we really wanted to focus on is when you're sharing your media, the people that you want to share your files with don't need an account. So it's really easy to provide them an email or a link, and then they should just, and then they'll be able to just download. So I just want to you know give you a quick example of what we're looking at we really again we wanted to focus on the content that that you guys are creating and sharing Um, and this just for the sake of the demo I went ahead and logged into to to the account and and what we're looking at is is so share right now and there's some files I've sent and there's some files I've received Um, let's see let me just do the actual size here how's that there we go That's maybe a little better um, again so um, there's no limits on files literally you could send a terabyte um, as many files as you want as many receivers as you want in the file and um, let's see I just for the sake of the demo I went ahead and sent these files earlier And as you can see that we're focused on you know file previews large file mixed content any file type any file size um, to give you an example, before the event, one of our coworkers sent around a bundle he's about to release. Um, he's one of our artists, in-house artists, and all he had to do is send around a link. And if you're not signed up, you know, so easy. My dad could do it. Basically you just, uh, hit the, le- hit the page, and if the resolution was a little better. There's just a download button. So all you really need to do is, uh, select the files, or, or or none of the files that you want to download hit download and and using the power of BitTorrent it'll start downloading the files for you mm-hmm. um, let's see and 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 what's really great is using the power of BitTorrent um, there's really interesting features that other services aren't able to p- provide pause re- resume um, huge files unlimited size uh, faster downloads I mean there's just really unlimited amount of possibilities that we can do, leveraging BitTorrent to move these big files around.
0: So Catherine, you, you created this, we created this very much with the creative communities in mind with the, the sort of the four million people in North America who work in those mm-hmm. industries. Tell us how, how you arrived at this product and, and kind of um, what the benefits are for creative types and, and what the feedback's been so far.
2: You know, we really started looking at what what could we do to help people deliver files directly to people, especially in the media um or in you know creative communities and it became apparent that there was a lot of limits on file size um and especially when you're working really hard to create quality the last thing you want to do is to have to um compromise on that um and also the previews and things it just wasn't really designed for this space so so we've been working with um you know, uh, musicians, photographers, people working with video, all kinds, of, even CAD files to, to really figure out what they needed. And we started with a really simple beta, and we're hoping to work together with the creative community to kind of grow from there. But there, some things are really important that we did want to stick with. Like, if you have a look at the bundle that we sent around here, um, sorry for my screen here, you can see the people that I've emailed and the status um you know, for example, Brig here, I emailed him and two uh, two hours ago he downloaded. And a lot of the people we're working with, when they're sending it to collaborators or clients, they don't want to have to go out of the system and send emails and call. Did you get the file? Where are you at? Did you download it? Did it work?
0: Mm-hmm. So this is
2: one way to to really start keeping everything in the workflow so it's easy to collaborate with people. You know if your clients got the file and you can see them downloading in real time. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of working with this premise that we want to stay support the workflow. Make delivery easy and um, and and visual and and support the and feature your content.
0: Okay, so Friday was the big announcement. How many how many people downloaded it? How many people are using it?
2: Uh, we're we have a as of late last night we had about sixteen thousand mm-hmm. registered users and a tremendous amount of files moving through the system. So it's great to see the power of BitTorrent working to move people's content around. And there's you know. There's other really interesting things that you can do here. You can send it from person to person and, and just connect with um, coworkers or colleagues or clients, or you can enable a public link um, and just easily post it on your Facebook. So um, in the case of Nick, who I showed you the file being downloaded to this artist, he's posting this link on his website because he wants a place that's very easy for his friends and fans to just download the CD. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just enabling people and getting started, and and we've seen a lot of use of the public link over the weekend, and people trying to share the things they've worked so hard to create.
0: Mm-hmm. What's well, user feedback been like in the in the last 48 hours?
2: <laughs> it's been great, actually. You know, <laughs> there, there's a handful of people who you know clearly are ready for it to do everything right now, but um, people are really excited, and they they really are looking for something without limits that they can participate in. And and I'll say the same thing to you guys: if anybody's interested in um, participating in our in our reference program you know come see me afterwards because we're really in the stage where we're trying to understand what it is that provides value to you and, and and how this would work better for you so we are getting a lot of really interesting direct feedback if people use it and, and what they need and how they um, you know what are they looking for we're, we're still in the stage where you know we're looking at how to display previews and um, you know what what should we be streaming and and and. We have a lot of interesting things in the queue to release coming up, but uh, it's pretty exciting.
0: Great, any questions on SoShare? Yeah.
2: Um, um, right now, the mobile device is pretty limited. You can You can preview the page, but you can't do any download or control. Um we really wanted to start at the source of the large files and 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 be able to send them from there but we are really look really looking and talking with people on mobile device and that's certainly part of our plan and we'll probably start rolling out there pretty quickly around um controls and viewing um because there is a lot of content that is trapped on devices that we want to help you get off um but we're really starting here to make sure we understand what it is you need and then uh you know working from there.
0: Okay. So
3: so I'm assuming
2: I have to download these files with a BitTorrent file, right? That well, the, you do need a, a, a BitTorrent a plug-in. Okay. Um, once the files are downloaded, they're downloaded onto your desktop, and you work on them from there. So
3: when I upload
2: a file, you guys to, like are you guys receiving it for me? It, yeah, currently we are um, doing that, yeah. And we're looking at interesting ways to... Um, you know, to, to also allow direct connection. So, so giving users choice. We're doing some testing right now that, that could be an interesting way to have a direct connection with people. So, there'll probably be a lot of options as we go forward.
0: Great. Cool. Oh, uh, a question from the back. Can you play
2: back on and the quality of the. We're not doing uh, playback or streaming just yet. Um, but but we are certainly looking at that and that's something that you torn and, and other services have that that you know that we're focused on and we are having a lot of uh, conversations with musicians to try to get a handle on what it is you guys need and how we would do that. Um, well, the, the the strategy behind SoShare is a bit different than the bundles in general. This is really about being able to deliver something, um, specifically to your audience, um, to send and receive files with collaborators, to deliver to clients, to um, post a link on your download page, to control it in your own mm. account. Um, it doesn't mm. prevent you from doing both, but this is really sort of your space and your files and... As people add files to you, they will populate into your account. So all you really need is someone else's email address and you can start adding files to them. So it's a bit of a different...
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, Socia is very focused on on making things using the BitTorrent technology, whereas the bundles are are a way to release and distribute to wide audiences. So this would be how you make the album. The bundle would be a better way to actually distribute the album, I guess is the, the simplest way to describe it. All right, should we move on, Catherine? Can I trouble you for that? Oh, yeah. You have one question Jack? actually in the back. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, this question about uh, mo- kind of moderation, uh, what if I want to post someone else's content, neo-Nazi content,
2: uh, or say uh, child pornography content,
0: uh, how will you prevent me from using those- Catherine, I'm going to let you take that one. <laughs> no, I, think,
2: uh, <laughs> I think given the word pornography, you should take that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, there are there are um, certainly we're going to ab- abide by all the policies and rules, and if we get uh, takedown notices, we'll follow up with that. But um, the the account that you have is is your account, and it's not something we're we're involved in or previewing or I mean.
0: It- so yeah, I guess the short answer is I mean it it's a technology that people can use for for good and bad. Um, it's protected by every other internet-based technology um it's not something that you know that wasn't the the user case we were going for it's not what we've (laughs) seen people uh using it for um and uh yeah we will continue to do everything we can to to not allow people to do stuff like that but yeah it's very much if you position something as a tool for collaboration what we're seeing is people are using it to do that um so far but yeah good point something we're looking at Okay, so uh, so publishing or collaboration uh, is one thing that we've been looking at. Um, the, the last demo we want to do today is around a different type of publishing in, in terms of broadcasting. Uh, BitTorrent Live is a technology that our founder and chief scientist here, Bram Cohen, has been working on for the last few years. It's uh, a, a technology, it's an entirely new protocol that's every bit as exciting and disruptive as the original BitTorrent protocol was. Um, I'm going to hand over to Bram now, who's going to talk about what Torrent Live is and and why this is something amazing for artists. So uh, who
3: here has watched television? (laughs) Yeah, most of you. Um, So uh, television does something different from what people usually do on the internet fundamentally. It's a linear broadcast that something's going out right now. It can potentially be... Uh, being generated right now but isn't always but it's being broadcast right now and you're watching it right now with with very little delay where almost always on the Internet uh, you're watching things that were pre-recorded you're looking at YouTube or Vimeo or what have you and watching a video that was made at some point in the past and you're watching it starting to the beginning rather than tapping into something that's uh, ongoing currently and television is tapping into things which are uh, ongoing currently so uh, the main reason this isn't done on the internet is a technology thing. There are services like Justin.TV and Livestream and what have you, uh, which do do live, but um, they're expensive and low quality. And the main issue, aside from that it's a whole separate special set of infrastructure for doing CDN to do those things, is that they're just not peer-to-peer. Um, uh, so the, the demo here is pretty simple. This is like a Regular web page that we're looking at here that has something that you can play in it. Yeah, just hit play, and all right. And now it's playing. Uh, this is something that we've got set up. There are other uh, channels that we're not running, which is oh, Sonny Liston's about to get his lights knocked out.
0: Uh, right <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is the live stream. Sonny Liston represents the live streaming industry on the internet as we know it today.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, uh, but this is just uh, live broadcasting, so this is not a very uh, involved demo because this is a very basic foundational technology here that you can, uh, that integrates with the web uh, completely once it's installed, which is a very simple uh, mm-hmm. process. Um that users don't really think about, it works just fine. And we've got it set up so that you can today, we launched a few weeks ago, you can today go and use it. And we support uh, pretty high bit rates, as you can see. And we allow um, embedding. And we don't put our little logo in the corner of it. And we don't charge anything for it either. So any major broadcasting people want to do, uh, we can support.
0: So the big problem with live streaming is if too many people are watching something, it, it breaks. I mean, that's got been my understanding of this.
3: Yeah, yeah. Th- this is all peer-to-peer, and you could have any number of people uh, using stuff. Uh, the, the other day, uh, Justin Bieber decided, just because he felt like it, to broadcast something live, and <laughs> then he took down one live service, and then he said, okay, well, moving on to this other one, and he took down that one, and he, he took them all down in turn and gave up eventually. <laughs> um, uh, had he gone... Uh, uh, and used our, uh, our service, it would have worked fine.
0: Okay, so we're ready for, we're ready for Justin Bieber. <laughs> if he's out there. All right, are there any questions on life? No questions, cool. But I guess everybody's ready. <laughs> Great, okay, so that's, I mean, oh, we got, go on.
3: Yeah, no, it's peer-to-peer, and that's about where the similarities between the protocols end. You don't post a piece of content. You either you're generating content, uh, in real time. So people are watching with a delay of around about five seconds. Uh, it, it's very frustrating to me with the delays because I'll not infrequently be adding like two or three seconds of delay and it's playing at like 10 seconds of delay because the encoding and just stuff is taking quite a few seconds to do things. You know, to uh, yeah, so uh typically uh, you'll see delays of around two or three seconds they can be around like five seconds or more depending on if bad things happening rule of thumb on scaling uh, of the swarm as a whole is every time the number of peers in a swarm multiplies by a factor of a thousand the end-to-end delay goes up by one second so scales up pretty well well, no. By definition, there's nothing you can do to prepare. There's, there's no. You you can't you can't send out the data in advance because there's no data to send in advance. That's, but it does work. Yes. No, it's not it's not time synchronized right now. Um, it it's really hard to do that because, I spent I've learned way more about time than I ever really cared to, and you have these problems where. Different computers don't have synchronized clocks and don't have synchronized clocks with a third-party anything, and they don't, they're not even all running at the same rate. And You can't really, really synchronize clocks ever. This whole idea of synchronized time is kind of a myth. Um, uh, but uh, it, because I've gotten the delays so low, they tend to be pretty close within like a second or two in practice of each other most of the time.
0: Okay, so Surf and SoShare out, are out right now. People could go and download those. Where are we at with BitTorrent Live, Bram?
3: Oh, it, you can go to live.bittorrent.com. That's what we were just looking at. You could go mm. look at that page yourself right now.
0: But with this, in terms of actually using it to broadcast, we've got, uh, I understand it's like a couple of... Oh,
3: yeah, we've got... A uh, hundred people or something? Uh, we've had some dozens of people uh, try it out. We've got a few regular broadcasters that are doing most times. Uh, a, a few interesting ones, uh, some Romanian mm. music videos thing. Uh, some town in Spain broadcast their uh, carnival celebrations
0: with it. it was, so it's been uh, in a closed beta for the last like months.
3: Uh, yeah, so, it's right? it's invite it's by invite right now, mm-hmm. and you can go to the site and request an invite. We're pretty loose with handing them out. Um, uh, we haven't just opened it up completely freely for anyone to use for a few reasons. One is, are uh, still not done mucking with the protocol. Uh, and another one is, we with BitTorrent, it was just like, okay, anyone do anything with this? And we want to have a much more controlled release with this, uh, where we uh, position it as something that we really want uh, actual broadcasters to use, not uh, rebroadcasters to use. <laughs> and we want to work with them as much as possible, directly.
0: Great. Okay, thank you. So broadcasting and, and collaboration are two things we're looking at in terms of publishing. Um, I guess the third thing is really this idea of scaling the BitTorrent bundle and helping people monetize directly, and um, which really brings us sort of to our, the last point we want to make today is that we've seen really good things happen. We're building really, really good technologies to help people take advantage of the BitTorrent ecosystem in all kinds of ways. And the next thing that we want to really look at is well, how do we help artists monetize directly to their fans? because we know that we can put stuff in front of 170 million people. That's not going to be a problem. What we really need to understand now is we're a technology company. We're not a record label. We're not a Hollywood studio. We want to help you guys monetize and, and talk to your fans directly or help labels talk to their, their different constituent fan bases directly. We want to help the content industries in, in the next 10 years. We This is going to be the technology for moving large files. It has been for the last 10 years. It's going to be for the next decade. And... We're here to understand what we can do and what we can build for you guys. So thanks very much for listening to us today. And, and please give it up for my, my lovely panel here. Mm-hmm. Uh, any, any more questions? Yeah, so the question, just if everybody didn't hear it at the back, was um, streaming is obviously something, it's a, it's a huge behavior on, on the Internet. It, is BitTorrent, is BitTorrent doing, looking at streaming? Um, Who wants to take this one, Brian? Uh,
3: Well, for live, it's not really the same thing. So the things you're talking about are typically actually giving you playlists. They're giving you stuff that was kind of planned in advance. uh, And typically they really, on a technical level, it's insane that they're streaming. Uh, What they should be doing is pre-downloading and playing back uh, stuff that has already been downloaded onto your computer in advance. Uh, Generally speaking, their licensing agreements require that they... Due to that, they stream just because there's this delusional misperception that this has something to do with piracy. Um, <laughs> so they're mm-hmm. misarchitected. That, that's a, a legal um, thing, having resulting in a ridiculous uh, arch- architectural thing. But uh, there
0: are ways to stream using BitTorrent, right? Uh,
1: the-
3: yeah. Well, for live, I wanted to a- answer about how this might or might not. Uh, relate to live. Uh, for those things, though, e- even if you take away uh, the architectural issues with it, um, uh, th- there. you don't have everyone watching the, the same thing at the same time with those. It's kind of customized for every single person. Uh, live, by its nature, because it's peer-to-peer, in order for peers to be able to upload stuff, they can only upload stuff that they themselves are interested in and have downloaded. Mm-hmm. So you kind of need everyone exactly synchronized
0: on the exact same thing. Dave, Catherine, any any ways you guys are looking at uh, streaming in your products? Or something that a graduated download that looks like a stream? Um,
1: Yeah, we're actually working on a a mobile product that will stream uh, your content library to your mobile device. Um, But that kind of requires an always-on device. Uh, If most people are on their laptops and it's closed and asleep and in their backpack, they're going to have a very difficult time streaming to their cell phones. Um, so we are uh, uh, later on introducing or uh, integrating with our own uh, BitTorrent box um, to have a uh, surf component that streams to your mobile devices. But it'll be streaming your content, not content in the wild.
0: So so one of the things that we've really noticed with with bundles is... There are almost as many business models now in the content industries as there are pieces of content. If you look at the way an artist released one album, it's probably different from the way they released their last album. The same is true of every studio with every every major picture that they put out. So, I kind of take on this has been sort of our, our sort of our new kind of mantra a bit. On is options, not rules. So we we've always been a place where people could find whatever they wanted, no matter what the kind of constraints were we want to be the same thing for content creators how can you publish the way that you want to the way that's right for you you and your audience so what we're looking at is creating a bundle where it's up to the publisher how they how they actually gate that experience like should you charge a million dollars for this thing should you give it away for free should you let the audience decide how much they pay should there be some kind of kickstarter like thing that goes up should you ask for an email address we don't know the answer to that question because we don't know your content and we don't know your audience but we we want to create a tool set so you can figure it out and configure each release depending on, on what you think is, is the right way to actually release something to an audience so that's kind of broadly what we're going with as a starting point for building bundles is it's about options not rules so th- there's so many places on the internet where there are rules and th- and things are locked down and things are Things are done a certain way. You know, the things are done a certain way in different content stores, using different streaming services, different subscription services. Some of them work for some people, but not everything works for everybody. And the business model that the way Hollywood and Silicon Valley have typically operated together, nothing's really working out yet. And the, the, the biggest the biggest gap that we see is nobody with a meaningful user base has been able to create a direct conduit between between fans and artists and and just let people figure it out everybody wants to be the platform or the app we don't want to be those things we're the pipes like we're happy being there we move large files that's what we do so creating tools so artists can use use our pipes is really where we're at how the individual interaction is configured is something we really want to leave up to the publisher yeah sure it's a great question so i mean first of all it's usually the, the first thing we have to do to convince people that we're not the enemy is we have to meet them. So many people in the content industries don't understand what BitTorrent is. They think BitTorrent is two teenagers in a basement in Sweden trying to figure out how to nuke the entire industry. That's not who we are. That's not what we do. We're we're 115 people here in San Francisco. And as you can see from from what we're trying to build, we're trying to do good stuff. We're trying to figure out good things. The, the reason Bram spent so long Sort of containing live is because seeing how BitTorrent, the protocol, caused so much disruption. I mean, broadly, we think it's been an amazing technology and the the whole world is using it for lots of good stuff. But we, we want to contain how we release things. We, we want to be able to put stuff out in future where we really figure out all of the parameters, all the parameters first before putting it out. This is a disruptive technology. This is a new technology. If you look through the history of media, disruptive technologies always create these periods of chaos that become the new order. What I think we're seeing now is that the chaos is kind of ending. more studios and more labels are coming to work with us directly uh, are interested in collaborating with us. It's still really hard to convince some people that we're not the bad guys or that we're not responsible for you know the Titanic sinking and every major disaster ever, including piracy. but we're really not this is a this is a technology and and as I said before, I think our main problem a year after really sort of starting to do this has been we literally can't meet the demand for people who want to create BitTorrent bundles so we're very very focused on 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 getting something out that people can start using anyone else all right well thanks a lot guys appreciate that